0: Okay, so welcome listeners and welcome to anyone on Facebook who is watching me live stream. I'm trying something new. I'm trying something new this week and I am coming into the Joyful Courage for Parents of Teens community and recording. Well, I'm recording where I normally record, but I'm simultaneously live streaming, which is Exciting. And I was saying that the topic for this week's podcast comes directly from the Joyful Courage for Parents of Teens community. It is a conversation that's been happening over the last couple of days. A mom, a new mom to the group, put out her first post, which is so cool. And she talked about having a 15 year old son. I'm going to read the post to you, actually. Um, Anyway, discouragement around school. So, the greatest part about this whole experience is just that I love the Joyful Courage community. Like, it's so amazing. You all are so encouraging to each other, thoughtful. You see each other. It's just like a really special little pocket of the internet where people aren't. Dicks, and it's very exciting so yeah so this particular conversation was um just really inspiring so much so that i wanted to tease apart even more on the podcast for my solo show and again if you're just joining us i see somebody's watching live jump into the comments and let me know that you're watching live um so i can shout you out because that's real fun too yeah, so this is what was shared in the group. The post said, I have been lurking for a bit, but have never posted. I'm struggling so much parenting my 15-year-old son. He is so negative. He's very smart, he has friends, but he says he hates school, that the education system is stupid, homework is a waste, et cetera, et cetera. He is literally negative about everything, yet he won't do anything to make change. I have no idea if this is normal developmental stage or something I should be worried about. I don't know how to respond to him. What I'm doing isn't working, yet every single time I somehow get on the damn roller coaster. (laughs) We see you, mama, we see you. I seem to think I can reason with him and it never works. I just wanna cry, I feel like I'm doing a terrible job. I apologize for the vent, never apologize for the vent. Anyone with a very negative pessimistic teen who knows everything about everything. Hi Louisa. I see you in the comments. I'm glad you're watching and Luisa, I really appreciate what you said to support this mama. As of this recording, there's 36 comments under this post in the group and so many of them come from parents who are saying yes with you. We get it. We've seen it. This is the bottom line is 15 is a really tough age. I work with a lot of moms of 15 year old girls. 15-year-old boys. I've had one-on-one conversations and calls with clients. This age is tough. And the point of school right now can be kind of hard to argue. Not all school environments, and I'm going to get into this in a minute, are super encouraging and inspiring. And the discouragement of right now is real. It's really, really real. Hey, everybody. Listen, I'm so excited to give you an update on Songfinch. Songfinch delivers. I shared last month that I was going to have them create an original song for Ian, my graduating senior. Well, the song is done and the process of co-creating it with the artist on Songfinch was so cool. I got to provide details and ideas and then the musician of my choice wrote up the lyrics, put it to the music that I picked, and the results are so cool. I can't wait to surprise Ian with it. I will be sure to record it and share it with all of you. Songfinch is an innovative service that lets you create an original radio quality song inspired by your own life and the people you love. It's completely unique, personal, and it lasts forever. So there is this book that I have that I've had for a long time called Positive Discipline A to Z. Positive Discipline A to Z. And this book is like, I don't even know how many challenges, but so many challenges are in this book. Like literally I just opened up to masturbation and manipulation and electronics. I don't know how current the electronic advice is, but... Chores, like all the things, all the things are in this book. And I thought, God, I'm going to go get that book and just see what they have to say. It's mostly focused on younger kids, but I love, but I really appreciate how this book breaks down challenges, right? And there's plenty of wisdom in there to glean and to pull out around the parenting work in the teen years as well. So when I opened it up, I remembered what I. Like about the book, which is each problem that is highlighted is broken down into three sections. One is understanding your child, yourself, and the situation. Two, planning ahead for future problems. And three, life skills children can learn. So each challenge is broken down into those three sections. And I just re- was remembering when I opened it up, like, oh, I like this. I love that this is how it's broken down. So I'm thinking, And I'm deciding that I'm gonna use that model to break down this really real challenge of our kids, our high school kids especially, who are just really feeling super discouraged and pessimistic around school, okay? So we're gonna use this challenge shared by the mom in the Facebook group. Before I get started, I wanna make a huge disclaimer, which is, I don't know this mom. I've never met her. I don't know her family. I've never seen the dynamics in her home. I'm using her post to highlight what I think could be useful for all of us, all right? And I encourage you listening to take what lands and leave the rest behind, okay? So first, we're gonna do the piece around understanding your child, yourself, and the situation. Here's what's happening right now. Our teens are deeply discouraged. They are, well, they're coming off of a year of remote learning that really let them down, right? During a time where social engagement is a part of their wiring, we said, you can't leave the house, right? They had the vision of what was to come. My son is in 10th grade this year. So, you know, eighth grade, he's looking ahead at high school, he's really excited and we, you know, global pandemic, and it was, oh, you don't you don't get to go, right? And then, so replaced these visions and this dream about what's to come, replacing it with Zoom classrooms, wearing masks, social distancing, activities being cut short. He played, he did play a season of basketball late in the year and had to wear a mask the whole time. Those, I don't know how they did it. I'm glad they did it, but I don't know how they did it, you know, And the adults, God bless us, we can't really articulate when things will go back to normal or what that normal will even be. My daughter, my 18 year old came in just today and was like, okay, I know you can't tell me if I can do this, but there's a concert she wants to go to in February. And she's like, do I buy tickets and just get a refund? If, you know, things are still bad, what should I do? And I really had to just say, I don't know. I don't know what you should do. And I don't know you know, if you'll be able to get a refund and you get to decide if that's you know, a deal breaker, but she really wants to go to this concert and she wants to take her brother, which I just love. Anyway, I didn't have an answer for her and she knew I wouldn't have an answer. And that's discouraging, right? They're watching the adults navigate this shit show of the pandemic the ongoing and worsening climate crisis, the political polarity of right now. I'm not gonna get super political, but what the hell, Texas? What the actual hell? So many things. They are also a part of a generation that is demanding to be seen and heard and to do things their own way. They are pushing against status quo, which is what they're wired to do. I mean, Dan Siegel talks about essence, the essence of adolescence the emotional spark, social engagement, novelty seeking, and creative expression. Creative expression is our kids, our teens pushing against status quo. And man, are they ever pushing. This generation is pushing so hardcore and it's awesome. I'm so grateful. At least in the, I mean, I live in this super progressive little bubble and the kids in our town get to be in such beautiful, full expression of who they are, whatever that happens to be that day. And the adults are super supportive and it's just a beautiful thing, right? They're living in their fullest expression, or at least they're following people on social media that are doing that. They see the small-mindedness of their parents. I mean, and I'm not saying we are small-minded, but we only know what we know, right? And then the generations before us and our kids are just kind of done right? They're calling our bluff. And some kids, some kids get super motivated and fired up, right? They're like, all right, making change, making things happen. And some of our kids withdraw into deep discouragement and pessimism and powerlessness. Okay, so that's where our kids are at, where many of our kids are at. Then we've got parents right? And I'm lumping myself in with the parents. I'm lumping myself in with the parents. So parents are still attached to an educational path that looks like just go to school, slog through the work and graduate. What's the big deal? What's the big deal? And even like, and I know I've spoken a lot about this on the podcast, but, you know, I thought I was pretty progressive, pretty open minded, like, yeah, easygoing, laid back. My kids, you know, they get to just be who they are and do what they need to do until I was confronted with a kid who was like, okay, I'm done, I'm out. And it was three weeks into junior year, right? That was uh, startling for me. (laughs) It was startling and it really confronted, I had to really confront my conditioning around like, oh, what's the big deal? Just go to school and then you're done and like, just do it. We don't take the time to put ourselves in the shoes of our kids and see through their eyes. We don't take their very real emotions and experiences seriously. We shrug off their complaints as, oh, it's just teen angst, or all the teenagers feel like that, or we wanna try and fix it and change their mind. We wanna talk them out of their pessimistic attitudes. We wanna convince them of the merits of engaging in an environment which often is not inspiring or encouraging to them just because it's what it is expected it's what we did right it's what people do i totally put myself in this you know in this place as well and you know and it's various degrees i mean i think we can be super supportive and caring of course loving parents we love them and we care deeply about their life experience and we're getting in the way of their life experience because of our attachment around the way that we value education and our attachment to how it should look. And sometimes we seem to think that we are the ones in control of their life experience and their life journey. We might start off really encouraging only to be met by resistance, and then we slide into trying to convince them about that how they feel isn't real or right, and that there's an easy way to snap out of it. We unintentionally send the message that school matters to us more than they do that their performance and compliance is valued more than their experience, their questions, their pushback, their emotions, right? Not intentionally, we're not intentionally doing this, but but I'm here to just propose that that might be the messages that they're getting. And they're already discouraged. They're already discouraged. So the last thing they need is then their parents to say, well, you don't really know. You don't really know how you feel. You don't really know what you're going to want. You don't know how you're going to feel later, right? And schools could be doing better, right? And I also want to say so many schools, like I'm thrilled by the experience that my son is having at his school. I'm really grateful for everything that the teachers are doing, but it's a system that could be doing better. It could be serving kids better, right? There are only so much our districts can control, but part of the job of any educator is to engage and inspire learners. And having been a teacher mm, lifetimes ago, it's really hard when my when when their jobs aren't valued. So there's a lot of like upstream work to be doing here around the educational environment that our kids are living inside of. Okay, so all of this is true, right? All of this is true. Here are some suggestions. Knowing where our kids are at, knowing where we're at, understanding deeper the situation. Here's some suggestions. One, check yourself. (laughs) Check yourself, moms and dads. Explore where your thoughts, feelings, and opinions are coming from. What are you most afraid of? When your kid starts complaining about school and talking about hating their teachers and not getting their homework done and even, oh my gosh, failing a class or not performing well in a class. What fears come up? I want you to write it down. And after you've written out your fear, I want you to ask yourself, so what? Or what then? Right? And write it out, like dig a little deeper and keep doing that. Keep asking that question. So what? What then? Keep doing this until you get to the core of your fears for your child and consider. Is this a rational fear, right? Is this a rational fear? Can you hold that fear lightly and add it to the one million other possible outcomes that could show up on your teen's path beyond dead in the ditch or bum by the river? So there's one suggestion. Second suggestion, use emotional honesty with your child. It could sound like, you know, education's really important to me, and it's something that I value. And I do feel worried when I see and hear you so discouraged by school and learning. And I'd really like to explore some alternative learning possibilities with you if you're open to it, right? Pull back the curtain and get real. Validate their experience, could sound like it must be so frustrating To spend time in a space that feels so pointless to you and then zip it zip it let them fill the space let them share more with you tell me more about it get clearer about the experience that they're having listen to them be with them get curious ask them what are you interested in do you want to graduate with your class do you have goals for grades is there you know, what do you want to achieve? Are you open to looking at other schools? Is this like, do you, you know, should we find something different? What do you see yourself doing out of after high school? Be curious, be open, right? Be non-judgmental, neutral. Avoid the temptation to try and talk them out of how they feel, right? They might just want to feel heard. They might just want to feel heard. They might just want to feel as though you are willing to see things from their perspective. They might need to know that you're open to finding a better fit for them, that you trust them and what they want and that you believe in them. And then finally, walk away when you need to. Take care of yourself and know when you're becoming dysregulated, right? Which is that personal work of checking the body, checking the tension, finding your breath, being willing to disengage, even when it feels like, oh, I gotta really lay into them right now. I'm inviting you, listen to the podcast from a couple of weeks ago, the last solo show, that'll help you too. But take some time, get some space. Okay, what are you thinking about this? So I've got a couple watchers now. Oh no, I just have one. Yay, who's watching? Louisa, is that still you? I'd love if you have comments or thoughts and you wanna drop them into the chat. I am recording my podcast and streaming it live on Facebook with no warning to anyone. So I do have one or two watchers, but which is real fun. Maybe I'll do this again. Okay, second section is planning ahead for future problems. So if your child, like the mom that wrote the post, is in a pattern of complaining about school, the good news is that you can start responding differently you can start responding differently. It starts to become a dance. They complain, you go into convincing, they dig in harder, you get mad. Like there's a dance happening in a lot of our conflicts with our teens. So all it takes is one person to change the dance. So here's some ways to interrupt and respond differently. Focus on, if you have to ask about school, focus on the social part of school. Tell me who you hung out with at lunch. Tell me what made you laugh today. Right? What are some silly posters that you're seeing? You know, what's the latest health and wellness campaign? Find something that has nothing to do with academics and learning that you can connect with your child around at school. And that might be loaded. That might not, there might not be much there, and that's okay. Test it out. Look for opportunities to connect, have a time. And, you know, remember when our kids were really little and everybody talks about one-on-one time, the importance of one-on-one time with our toddlers, one-on-one time with our preschoolers as often as possible, 20 minutes a day, right? And then they become teenagers. They don't want to hang out with us. It's hard to get them to hang out with us. And, you know, and then all of a sudden you realize like, gosh, darn, when was the last time I hung out with my my teen one-on-one? When it wasn't, you know, I didn't have something important to talk to them about. So check that and decide. Create a time once a week where you get maybe you get special breakfast. This is something that I do with my kiddo. Is um, once a week I'll take him to school and we'll go get breakfast. I make him, you know, he'll be like, "Can we just drive through?" And I'll say, "No, nope, we're gonna go in. We're gonna sit down. We're gonna chat, right?" And we talk about other things. I actually do very little talking. I really try to be quiet so that he can fill the space and talk about whatever he wants. You might want to talk about favorite movies or a video game they've been playing or have them show you the latest TikTok (laughs) viral video. This will send the message that they matter to you more than their opinion of and performance at school. Like it's just really sending a message that they matter. Um, A couple weeks ago, or maybe it was last week. So my son is really into rap and hip hop and I love music and I'm not a big fan of rap music. It's just not my genre. And there was a new Drake album drop in the next morning or at like midnight. And he was like, well, we're going to breakfast tomorrow. Can we listen to the new Drake album on our way there? And I was like, we sure can. We sure can. And he said, will you not complain about it? I said, I sure won't. I will be on my best behavior. I'm not gonna talk any smack about Drake or the music or anything, and it was really fun. We played the album, we connected, we talked about the lyrics and what he was singing about. He told me things about Drake that I didn't know. It was really cool. I still am not a rap fan, but it was awesome. Another thing to remember is you get to set some boundaries, moms and dads. You get to say, I'm willing to listen to you complain about school for 15 minutes. And then I want you to be willing, I want you to be willing to do some problem solving around solutions to your discouragement for 15 minutes. That's one way to set boundaries, you know? Or I love you and it's easier for me to do this back and forth with you via writing. So if you want to write down all your complaints on a piece of paper and get it to me, you know, that's another way they can communicate it. And you might also want to ask them like, okay, you're venting about school. Do you want my thoughts and opinions or what do you need here? Right? What do you, what do you, what do they need? What are they looking for in those moments? And we, it's not something you need to guess. You can just ask, you can ask, you can ask. Finally, let go, right? Let go. If your teen isn't doing their homework or is cutting school, there are very natural consequences that will show up without you needing to add anything on to them. Like those natural consequences are such powerful learning opportunities. And I want to come over. I'm going to have a couple stories around this. Um, I wanna come over to Louisa's comment. She's saying it's all very helpful and it's sometimes hard to use these tools. Yep, it feels squirrely, but it does work. They eventually will talk to you if they feel heard and seen. Yes, Louisa, totally. Their experience is their own, but they still want what we all want, to feel supported and heard 100%. Even that great, big, grunting son who seems to not want anything from you, he wants, he does, he wants to be seen, he wants to feel connected. He's just in a weird place, right? So let me tell you a couple of stories, this whole letting go thing. I have a client whose daughter took January and February off of 2021, basically. She was a senior, it was her last year of high school. And she just basically was like, you know what? I'm out, I'm done, right? And she also had some health issues. And then June rolled around and she was looking at a big workload to get through if she wanted to graduate with her class. Mom did a coaching session with me and decided, you know what, she was going to let go of the outcome and really put it on her daughter. And she said, hey, you can make this up. We can. You can make this work up in the fall and graduate in December if this feels like too much. Or, you know, you can charge through it if you want to graduate with your class. I will support you and love you either way. Well, in the end, her daughter wanted to graduate with her friends and celebrate with her friends. So she did what she needed to do to get the work done. Doesn't mean mom abandoned her. Mom just let her know that she was not attached and that she would love her and support her no matter what. I have another friend and a colleague who's actually a positive discipline lead trainer. And she had a similar situation happen with her daughter, her junior. I think it was her junior year. She cut a lot of school and failed some classes. And, you know, her mom really was like, well, what do you want? What, what's important to you? And her daughter decided it was important to her to graduate with her class instead of a year later. And so she buckled down and made up the failing grades during summer school, she pulled it off, right? So letting go isn't about abandoning them, it's about getting out of their way and letting them feel some of the tension of life. Letting it be less about us caring about their education and more about space for them to care. Right, A few years ago, I ran into a friend of mine with two daughters who are older than mine. They're in their early 20s now. And just sweet, wonderful girls. And I loved the mom. And I was asking, you know, how are they doing? And mom said, you know, that both the girls had graduated from high school and then went on to do other things. One was coaching, cheerleading, and the other one was a yoga teacher. But they didn't do any more like... um any more college or higher ed or even trade school. Um, Well, they did, I guess, because the one daughter went through yoga teacher training. But anyway, she said, you know, they're both experiencing how limiting the world is when you only have a high school diploma and they're both actually thinking about going to college. Great, in their early 20s, ready to roll, knowing what they wanna study, in it to learn, in it to grow. Such a different experience when they are wanting to go, they feel the purpose, they are wanting to learn and engaged and are interested in what they're studying. Much different than, say, me, who, you know, it was just like, what you do after high school is you go to college. And I was like, okay, went to college, partied my tail off, failed a lot of classes, crammed five years into four years, got a degree, all well and good, but you know i've gone back to school multiple times you know it's really been what do i want now i'm going to go get it right so allowing the tension of life is a much better teacher than your lectures and if you're like me and you just can't keep it to yourself ask your kids permission before you list off all the pros and cons of school and education and remember that their discouragement is temporary it's temporary and you you all follow my story you know you know, my story with my daughter and leaving school and getting her GED and going to esthetician school. And that is all her and she's done really well and she really enjoys it. And now she has a spark. She has an interest in continuing to learn. And her path is her path, right? I don't have to get in the way of that. I don't have to tell her that she's wrong or that it has to look a certain way. I just get to say, awesome, great. You want to do something different? You want to do something next? You can. And it feels really good. feels really good. So life skills that children slash teens can learn when we get out of the way. Our teens are able to really discover what it is that they want, right? What it is that they want. They get to fully embrace that they are the designers of their life. They get to make choices for themselves rather than to please or piss us off, (laughs) right? I'm gonna read that again. They get to make choices for themselves rather than choosing what will please us or what will piss us off. Like we get to take ourselves out of the equation. They learn cause and effect. They truly learn and feel the consequences of their actions and how to get back on track when they've dug themselves into a hole. They learn responsibility, They get to flex their self-advocacy muscles. These are all tools and qualities that we want our kids to practice and learn to embody. They might miss some deadlines. They might miss out on some opportunities. They might be mad at themselves for not showing up better, earlier, and great. All of those experiences can serve to inspire and inform them as they keep moving forward. We cannot snowplow all of the challenges in front of them and think that they're gonna grow into resilient, empowered, confident adults. We've got to let them be in the tension and we've gotta get out of the way so that they can feel it. Our job is to love them, to accept them, and to be available for when they're ready to ask for help. And I love what Louisa said in the comments over here, Louisa, I'm just gonna share this. She said, I've often just acknowledged what my son is going through by saying, you're right, school sucks, but you have to do it at least in this moment. So how can I help you, right? Yeah. And I would even challenge that a little bit and say like, yeah, and you've declared that this is something, it's important to you to pass this class or, you know, Just even exploring with them, like just sitting on the sideline and being like, well, what would happen if you didn't do it? Are you okay with that? What about next year? What about the classes that you want to do next year? Like, I just feel like there's such a rich space for exploring with them, if that makes sense, like exploring possibility, you know, because at the end of the day, we can say, but you have to do it. And I know there are some people that are listening who are like, yeah, I can say that till I'm blue in the face. And I've got a kid who can say, no, I don't. I don't have to. Right. And so that's really, that's really juicy too. Right. It's really, it just, I love it. It's so just fascinating to me. So I want you, if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't already, or maybe revisit, listen to episode 242 with Ned Johnson about. Um, raising a self-driven child he and his writing partner wrote the book Self-driven Child and it is so good. it's a, all about getting out of the way. Also episode 21 with Jessica Leahy is called uh, she wrote a book called the Gift of Failure she's been on my show a couple times. She is all about how we can empower our kids by holding space to let them fail let them fail right She just really, She's all about autonomy, supportive parenting, and just comes from a place that makes a lot of sense. So I want you to check out those two other podcasts. And if all of this sounds good, right? In theory, sounds good, Casey, but you're feeling insecure about implementing it, sign up for my upcoming class, people. Sign up for the class. It's a six-week class. We start Thursday, September 23rd, for real. This all this content, all these concepts, this is exactly what I'm going to be supporting and facilitating parents through. You know, because just like Louisa said, it can feel squirrely, it can feel wonky, it feels wobbly when we're trying to let go of, you know, leading them down the path we think they should be on, embracing and accepting where they are It can feel, it's a super messy, right? And I'm not good at it either. Like (laughs) I do my best, I do my best. But that's what this class is all about. And there's a few spots still left. And the the link is joyfulcourage.com slash seasons. That's what I call the class, Parenting for the Season You're In. It's for parents of tweens and teens. And I already have people with a range of ages. So come join us. If you're binging on podcasts and parenting blogs, but not able to integrate the learning in your home in a meaningful way, then this is the missing piece. Let me be your coach. Let me be your trainer. Let me support you in a safe environment with other parents who are also going through similar things. You will not be sorry, for real. Sign up, joyfulcourage.com slash seasons. Okay? Man, I feel like I was totally on the soapbox today. (laughs) Super fun, super fun. Okay, thank you Louisa for watching Um, and anybody else that shows up in the Facebook group and watches the recording of this. I did live stream the recording of this show in Joyful Courage for Parents of Teens. If you're listening to the podcast and you are not a part of that group yet, I encourage you to go there, go there, check it out join if you're a Facebook person this is the best this is the best group for parents teenagers in the world I think just a really supportive beautiful space with people that just want to be seen and heard and are seeing and hearing each other That's pretty special sign up for my class yeah and I'll be back next week with a really fun guest I'm really excited to share DJ Johnson with all of you from DJ Inspires Parenting you can find him on Instagram But until then, have a beautiful week. I hope that you sign up for my class, and um, I'll see you in the community. Bye!
1: Oh, hey, everybody! It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory. Two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings